0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Bearded Bride episode number four. This is a podcast with two guys talking weddings. I'm Eric Smith, and I'm here in the Cleveland Music Group studio with my partner, Mr. Dustin Lopez. Dustin, how are you? I'm
1: wearing a new shirt today. Oh, boy. It was a Christmas gift.
0: It's a it's a new year. A new shirt is not all you got this I, holiday season, is it? That uh, No, I, I
1: got a lot of things. Well, you got one big thing. Why don't you tell us about that? That was the house. Yeah, first house. Purchased it, then uh, destroyed it, and I'm going to rebuild it. That's pretty much what we're going to do here. That's it? That's your life now? Yes, that is every day. <laughs> and you got a pool? Oh, we're going to have a pool party. I'm pretty excited about that because I'm going to be over there way more than I should be. If you like uh the mai tai, have you ever had a mai tai? I have, yeah. Yeah. That's a good drink. It's very uh, pool-esque. Have so you've never
2: had a mai tai. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you just heard the voice of our guest today and we have a very special one. Dustin, I think it's only fitting I'm going to let you do the introduction today. Aww.
1: Yeah, so uh, we have uh, my partner in uh, the business uh, of One Red Door Photography. She is also my wife and uh, and <gasps> photographer, photographer extraordinaire, Aww. Uh, Melissa Lopez. Thanks, uh, I'll let you go ahead and uh, give a little recap of who you are what you do and how you do it
2: oh gosh the pressure yeah to talk about me
1: just give it all put it all out there photographer
2: um i've been photographing weddings for maybe 10 years i don't know we've had our business for seven feels so weird to say that um before that i was working for another company and kind of doing my thing and we've had our business for seven years this will be our seventh year do
1: you know that? It's a little odd.
2: It's crazy. It's really awesome. I'm excited. You, why don't
1: you tell everybody how we met?
2: Um, well, your version or mine.
1: Yeah you, you can tell your version. It's a little <laughs> different.
2: <laughs> um, my version is you were the guy that hired me at Fleming's. That's true. I was. he hired me as a hostess, you guys. He had a thing for hostesses.
1: I don't know if I'd say that. I but. mean,
2: Let's be honest. <laughs> and then you married one. And
1: then I married one.
2: Yeah. Dustin hired me, but I guess he knew who I was before he hired me. I didn't know who he was though.
0: That's
1: how my, does that happen? Yeah. That's that's how? my version of the yeah. story.
2: Um well he had met me um a few months before, maybe.
1: I was very forgettable, obviously.
2: No, I was <laughs> I mean, if you want the real story, I was going through a breakup, I was with some girlfriends, we were having some cocktails.
1: And then I, I, and I saw her from across I'm sorry the bar. i I didn't
2: remember you. That's all right. But I, I, I liked you when I met you again.
1: And then 10 I years... I thought he was the
2: cute, cutest little micromanager ever. Yeah. Like, he likes to boss people around. I'm not going to listen to him.
1: Yeah, that's... And that's <laughs> the... From there, it's history. <laughs> I, I know I've asked you guys this before, but
0: how did you just... How did you two start photographing? Well,
1: so... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. You can, you can go ahead and say oh, it.
2: Oh, well, I was just going to say that I was working for a bigger company... Um, a different company, I should say. Um, and Dustin and I were dating and then when we got engaged, actually before that, you started working for the same company, um, more on the business end, I would say. Um, him and the guy that I was working for just really clicked and, um, Dustin had a lot of great business advice for him and they just sort of had a little bro fest there, I guess. Um, and then when we got engaged, we started our business. We decided to kind of go in a different direction. Um, and we've been really, really lucky. Um, taking a lot of time and passion, blood, sweat, and tears to make it what it is. But it's been a lot of fun.
0: How about your wedding? What was your wedding like?
2: Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Whenever we're in a little meeting with a couple and we're talking about all the do's and don'ts of weddings and then they're like oh well what about you guys what did you do I'm like oh girl don't even ask me i am i was the worst bride ever i i'll let dustin <laughs> it,
1: took a, it took a couple of years to plan our wedding but from the time that we set a date to actually getting married was 12 weeks so it was a, a, an expedited affair and um no, it wasn't like a shotgun wedding or anything like that well, but i think that you were just yeah. Four years and <laughs> no, no kids yet so um but you know it, it happened so fast because we went through uh you know so much of the wedding planning like over the last few weeks we've been talking about all these various aspects of weddings right and it's everything that was problematic that we've talked about we've experienced that as a couple as well mm-hmm. so i think that um, that's why it took so long. And Melissa would walk into a venue and she'd be like, I hate this carpet. There could be a, oh, whole, could be a whole podcast a of, on carpet. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And a lot of girls feel the same way. They're like, oh, I hated this one place. that had the worst carpet.
1: Yeah. It's a pretty common theme. So, uh, and then ceilings as well. I've recently, Oh really? Yeah. Ceilings. ceilings. Yeah.
2: I never noticed a ceiling, but
1: yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. some girls things. Yeah. Yeah. So, but
2: our wedding was beautiful. It was in the cultural gardens. Um, and then we had a little run, uh, lunch reception at Washington Place Bistro, and then my parents um, sort of catered a really large, awesome bonfire that night. Awesome. And I wore, like, boots because it was freezing, and it was so much fun. It was crazy. That's cool. So
0: were you guys photographing weddings for a long time prior to the wedding? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Few, yeah, four years.
1: Uh, four years, Yeah.
0: That's and really I, and I think I'm I'm asking all the same questions I asked last time we had this conversation. Um, why did it take so long
2: for us to get married? Yeah,
0: if you if you had been around weddings oh, and stuff. that's the
2: tough part. I've seen it all. I and that's when Pinterest was getting big. Yeah. Um. So I would. I wanted a winter wedding at one point. Oh my Pinterest, lord, the
1: Pinterest
2: winter weddings. And oh my gosh, before you know it, we were planning like a. I don't even know. Like I had all these ideas of this like snowy winter wonderland wedding. And then we went to Nashville to visit his parents and we went into the Grand Ole Opry around the holiday times and the the like insane amount of twinkle lights. Ladies who are listening will understand, but there were so many twinkle lights hanging from the sky or from the ceiling. Sorry. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is where we're going to get married. And then that took a turn because it's in Nashville and it's far. The running
1: joke at our wedding was how many times we canceled our wedding and, Replanned it's a just different too wedding, hard. So. and I, I
2: think I was overly confident. I'm like, oh, I've seen all the weddings, I've yeah. seen it all, I got this. But then, no, I didn't. I didn't got this. I didn't got nothing. So, but then once we decided, that's why it took such a. We kind of expedited the process. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to plan a wedding. It's one thing I always tell brides and couples when we're meeting with them um is you know it's like this exciting time in your life but you don't really think about it every little detail has 12 other details so many details so much to plan a wedding i mean and it's not what it used to be you know now this whole wedding industry has just turned it into this big white wedding everybody wants this big white wedding and you know you can have that but it's It doesn't have to be as complicated, I think, as the industry wants it to be. And I don't think the industry has really considered what the couples are going through. And that was one problem I had was it's so intense, mm-hmm. you know. And a bride wants to feel special. I wanted to feel special as a bride. And it was really hard for me to kind of come to terms with a lot of these, like the place I went to find my dress. Um, I was just another client. I was just somebody else. I was like a turn and burn You know, so I think that's why we've kind of um, connected with all of our couples that we've been lucky to work with and that, you know, we really want them to feel special because they deserve that. They only get to do it once, you know, if you're lucky.
1: Side note, I was meeting with a bride this week uh, just talking about wedding planning and um, helping her out. It was a friend of mine, and um, I said, you know, you need to talk to Eric because he is like your personal I, don't know, I forget how I phrased it. It was like your personal wedding music concierge. <laughs> because <laughs> he, he just knows so much about that side of things. So um, hopefully
0: you get a call from her. You can tell me your name after we're done with That sounds <laughs> good. Well, <maybe laughs> yeah, I well that's
2: another thing, too, is like, you know, I think educating these the couples, the brides and grooms, about what the industry is all about. You know, we're doing this whole house project. Um, you know, I spent how many days going to Lowe's learning about the flooring, just the laminate, by the way. And then we decided to go through Home Depot. Now I have to learn all over again. It's like you want to educate yourself so you make the best decision, and you know, it's kind of like wedding
0: planning. Except uh, that's got it. That's harder though. The house stuff. The house mm. stuff never ends.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> at I least totally at least you
0: have a date with the wedding, and oh you're like, no. oh, or now it's over. Unless you're
2: us and you change it twelve times.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I think planning a wedding is so much harder.
0: But they both involve finding credit cards with the longest um, deferred interest.
2: (laughs) True dat.
0: (laughs) Um, So, Dustin, you mentioned something that that I know a lot about before, which is music. But today we have a a topic that I don't know that much about because I'm not around for it. Um, And we always have the the guest pick the topic. So, Melissa, this week you chose getting ready. Can you kind of walk us through why you chose this topic?
2: Um, Well, a lot of people... So whenever we have a consultation with a bride and groom, um, you know we're all day coverage, um, and they say, "What does that mean? Like, are you there when I wake up? Are you there when I'm drinking my coffee? What exactly does that mean?" And we always like to go through and kind of dive in exactly what the all day coverage is, and that usually starts with me. Um, It usually starts in the morning with the girls when the whole day starts. You know, it almost feels so separate from the rest of the day. And one common thing I've heard um, girls say after they get ready, they're like, oh my gosh, we just feel like we had a whole day and now we get to go have this like awesome other part of the day. Um, so it's, it's just this one part of the day that's so special. I call it the blissful chaos, um, just because it is absolutely blissful chaos in every sense, um, of those two little words. Um, and it's not a lot of, it's not a part that People really know that much about. It's not the part that's a big focus, but it sort of sets. You kind of forget about it until it
0: it jumps up on you. There,
2: yeah, and you know, it's there's a lot going on. There's so much going on in every little detail from. You know, the makeup artists getting there, to the veil being put on, to eating a sandwich. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we're talking with the brides about their itinerary and saying... That should
0: literally be on the itinerary. It is. Eat a sandwich. I
2: tell them. I say, hey, let's build in like 30 (laughs) minutes right here for you to, you know, eat or maybe get a drink of water or, you know, all of your stuff is everywhere. Let's get that all packed up because you're going to need it for the whole day. Um, Yeah, it's just this like part that's not really, you know not a lot of thought goes into it sometimes, and sometimes a lot of thought goes into it. Um, And, you know, that's always a better thing.
1: So why don't you, uh, I I think that it it merits uh, a little bit of discussion on what a typical morning does look like, you know, Uh, mm schedule-wise. Is there a typical morning, or is it different every, you know, different time? And Mm if maybe there's two or three different kinds that you see a lot of that you might be able to uh, tell not only, uh, you know, brides who might be listening, but, you know, maybe there's some other photographers that, you know, only offer eight hours and they don't get to see a lot of that, but Mm -hmm. they're considering, uh, you know, being a part of that sometimes. What does that really look like?
2: Um, well, I think that, you know, and I totally appreciate and respect the photographers that have that kind of coverage. Mm, Excuse me. Um, For me, I like it a lot. Um, I actually can't imagine being a photographer that didn't get to be there for that portion of the day. Um, I really want these girls to be able to trust me and feel comfortable with me. Um, I'm in their face all day. I want them to love the photos. Um, And I want them to feel comfortable. So, you know, by being there in the morning with them and laughing with them and just being a girl with them, which is just fun... um, except for they're drinking and I choose not to. <laughs> they always ask. <laughs> I always say, nope, not the time. Um, but, you know, it's it kind of like, it's like a little bonding thing. We're like having fun together and laughing together. And um, I think that kind of sets the tone for our relationship, especially with the bride through the entire day. Um, I'm able to kind of be that, like, calming force. You know, I remember there was a wedding this past summer um, which I won't name names, but I'm sure Dustin can guess, where um, our bride was just a little a little on edge. She was a little nervous, had a couple cocktails. Um, things just didn't seem to be going right for her at all throughout the entire morning, and no no fault of hers or anybody else's. It was just bad luck. And um, I remember there was this part of the day before she saw her groom, because they were having a first look, and she like puts her head on my shoulder because all the girls were just chaotic. They were just... Not as supportive as maybe I wish they would have been. Um, but they were all, like, I don't know where they went. They disappeared. And um, she, like, puts her head on my shoulder. She's like, I am so glad you're here. You know, I want to <laughs> be that for them. Like, that calming force where it's like, girlfriend, like, this is not the part of the day that you even need to worry about. Like, you're about to go get married. This is a this is a really awesome thing. Um, stop stressing, you know. I want to, like, be that calming force for them. I forgot the question. <laughs>
1: That's right, I was just you know, if there's any particular oh, yeah. you know, is yeah. is it pretty regular like most uh getting ready you know, obviously I'm not there because yeah. that's well, not know, my department, but you uh, know, yeah. um is there a typical, you know, getting ready kind of uh order of events or anything like that that's no, uh, yeah. no, or Okay. or is everything no, pretty unique, that kind of thing.
2: Um I think that it depends on a few situations. So are the girls getting ready at a salon? Are they getting ready at the venue? Are they having the makeup artists come to them? Um, Is there going to be a first look? Um, All of these things sort of create this perfect storm um, where, you know, unless you're really scheduled and unless you plan ahead, those little details, since there are so many and you're relying on so many different things, um, there's always an opportunity for things to fall apart a little bit, Um, which is, of course, why we help them build in a bunch of buffer just because we have seen that. Um, You know, makeup artists, you know, I'm a girl, and when I get make- my makeup done, you know, on the couple occasions I was a bridesmaid, you know, we're gabbing the whole time. We don't realize how much time is passing, you know, and we're having fun, and all of a sudden we look down. That's what I don't
0: understand. How do you even allot time for that?
2: There's there's <laughs> a lot of time for...
0: For makeup and hair. Like, I oh, don't yeah. understand well, how it's even possible. a standard amount of time. Yeah.
2: So I think a lot of makeup artists will say they want to spend between, like, 45 minutes and an hour with a bride. Um, and maybe thirty and forty minutes for a bridesmaid, um, but you know, you really, you know, what if somebody's running late, or what if one of the girls really hates her hair and she wants to redo it? Um, you really can't tell. There's that's always a part of the day that either goes ahead of the sched ahead of schedule. Um, sometimes it's on schedule, and sometimes it's just really, really off schedule. Um, you really can't plan for that. You just have to have a lot of buffer built in. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think, one of the areas that Dustin and I shine when we're working together is we work with these brides to make sure there is a lot of buffer time. Um, That way we can keep reminding them, you know, we built in so much buffer time, and this part of, you know, maybe we scheduled 30 minutes for photos of her and her girls, you know, that's just bonus. If we don't get to it, that just gave you another 30 minutes to, you know, enjoy yourself and get ready and not be rushed, Um, just because you really just never know.
1: Uh, do you have any advice to brides or vendors to make the getting ready portion of the day easier or um, better or anything like that?
2: Well, it's hard to give vendors advice just because each, you mean vendors like photographers? Because, sure. you know, each photographer will learn what their best day is for a wedding. I know my best day is when I'm there with the girls for at least, you know, An hour to 90 minutes. Um, So I think each photographer is going to find what their best situation is. Some photographers may not need that time to feel like they're able to capture what they um, want. And, you know, I'm sure we would be able to capture what we wanted without being there, also. Um, As far as brides, I think just the whole buffer thing, I think just adding in buffer and making sure everybody's on the same page, starting a group chat with your bridesmaids like Leah did with us, Um, you know, hey, this is what time we're starting, this is the address. You know, I think that's the biggest piece of advice I would give.
0: Probably for vendors, it's got to be just, just be on time. Yeah. Just be there when yeah. you say you're going to be there. Exactly.
2: Get your coffee, do your thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and build in your own buffer, too. Have have your buffer that, that is even larger than their buffer. Exactly.
1: Well, and there's other vendors, I think, yeah. a lot of times uh, during the getting ready portion, you know, there's, Uh, makeup artists and hair people and sometimes florists are dropping off the flowers early in the morning and that becomes a part of you know getting ready and uh, so in the grand scheme of things it's not just photography that you know you have to plan for in getting ready I know at least that's the way it is with when I'm with the guys uh, which is a whole nother ball game when it comes to getting ready
2: I just thought of a couple more pieces of advice. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I always tell the brides to have all of their special trinkets out. So, like, I know I'm going to want to spend at least 20 or 30 minutes taking photos of the shoes and the rings and, you know... Maybe a little jewelry box that grandma gave you or something. Um, Have all of that out and ready so that way when the photographer shows up, you're not scrambling around because then you're interrupting the makeup artist who's probably working on you right now. Um, And you kind of have to stop and then, oh, let me check my phone. And before you know it, it's like 20 minutes later and now we're 20 minutes behind. Um, Which leads me to another piece of advice. Give someone else your phone. Bride should never be holding her phone. She checks it. She's nervous. It makes her more nervous. Now she wants to text someone. Now she wants to check on something. Um, You know, have a. That's why you pick a good maid of honor. You know, pick someone that will like. Sorry to say, but kind of put you in your place. Like, hey, girl, we got this. You know, lean on us. You enjoy your day. You're already nervous. You know, enjoy it. Um. Yeah.
1: I think the only piece of advice I have on the guy side of things is. Uh, only get the guys together an hour to an hour and a half before they need to be somewhere. Because if they have more than an hour and a half or two hours of time where they're drinking in the morning, which is a common thing in most weddings where the guys will get together and just start having at it, right? (laughs) Um, Then they get a little bit too inebriated by Literally. the time that, that they need to be at a, a ceremony. Or yeah. last year, I think that you remember, maybe it was last year or the year before, there was two groomsmen that started way too early, and they were passed out at the head table uh, during speeches. So it happens. <laughs> Just be careful Amateur of that. hour. <laughs> yeah, basically.
0: So you need a designated groomsman to make sure that... They're drinking. Everybody's drinking a, a beer or a drink, and then a water, and then a water. <laughs>
1: that's a, that's my that job. thing kind of
2: fills that and role a lot. lot
1: of times
0: with the guys. As long as there's there's sandwiches there, they're always going to eat them too. It's mm-hmm. not not like with the that's girls where you true. have to force yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you end good. up with a bus smelling like onions and mustard <laughs> and oil.
1: Yeah, usually sandwiches should happen prior to getting your suit on. That's good advice. Yeah. What are um, I do have one la- one last question for you, and that would be don't make it the last question. We got a lot of time to fill. Um, I have a uh, one more question for you in regards to uh, getting ready, and that is: Have you seen anything that's uh, really exceptional uh, for a story that you have seen in the past that you would say, "Hey, watch out! Never do this."
2: I feel like you're baiting me a little. A
1: little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um... hmm, Hint?
1: No. You're
2: going to make me guess?
1: Yeah. We got all the time in the world. We can pause this whenever we want.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mark. Um, Okay, so something that... Is it like the situation I was talking about
1: earlier? It doesn't have to be photography related either. It can be anything getting ready... Related, I think that like like I said, there's a lot of pieces and parts to the to to the beginning of the day, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not necessarily just photography related. You relate to everything, just like you relate to Eric doing his job, taking photos of people on the dance floor, etc. But um, I'm sure that you've seen some things, even in weddings that you've been in, um, where it's like, okay, that was a mistake. You know, for my next. Bride and groom. I want to make sure that the bride doesn't plan her morning and do this one thing. You know mm-hmm. what
2: I mean? Well, I will say that there's always a moment in the day where I ask the bride. Um, I have the bridesmaids to go and get dressed, and then I always have the bride to myself for a moment because I've sent everybody away. And I say, okay, now that everybody's gone, um, I want to ask you something in private without anybody getting offended, and that is, who would you like in the room? when you're getting ready because it's something that just doesn't seem to get thought about often. Um, I actually wish the photographers asked me that the day of um, because I would have chosen my mom off the bat and instead I just had like random friends around like all my girlfriends you know oh here put my necklace on for me when I wish it would have been my mom um, or Paula who she helped Um, and they're like oh my gosh I never thought about that Um, you know I really I don't care like everybody can be around okay cool. So then I, like, advise, let's just maybe pick a couple people. Um, or maybe they want their mom and their best friend or sister or something like that. Um, and then that's the time when I say, let's pick a room. Let's, in case maybe we're in a suite or in a home, um, I've kind of scouted out and suggest the best location for it. Um, I make sure everything's sort of out of the room. And then I make sure the music's off. And that's kind of a big deal um, just because it's a part of the day that it starts becoming real like, okay, we've been getting ready for sometimes, like, six hours. You know, sometimes the girls wake up at, like, 6 a.m. to start getting ready. Um, and now it's real. You're getting dressed. And um, it's really, it's a lot of pressure. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. And if there's loud music going, if all the girls are chirping around, and they're all worried about themselves at that point, like, because they're getting dressed and they want to look pretty, too. Um, it's just this little flip in the day where it's, like, everything comes to its, the pinnacle, <laughs> Um and it's like, okay. So, yeah, my advice is, well, I don't know if you asked me for my advice, but there is just that point in the day <laughs> that I always like to say, you know, let's find a couple people, let's shut the door, turn the music off, and that way she doesn't feel extra anxious and more than, you know, she already is. She can kind of focus on getting dressed. She's not rushing because we've built in a whole bunch of buffer. Um, her and her mom could just have a moment together, her and her sister, her bridesmaid. Um so it's always a nice little
1: moment. Eric, do you have a question? I had a question, it
0: was unrelated. I was going <laughs> to go somewhere else. But um, cool. but I experienced that because I was uh, this, well, last January. Jesus, it's been a year already. Oh, gosh. Um, I, was, uh, I was a bride's man.
2: Ooh. Nice. The wedding. That's fun.
0: Um, and, yeah, they, they had everybody except for the sister, sisters and mother stay in the room. Mm-hmm. And just the photographer and stuff was in there when they were getting dressed and, Somebody opened the door a little bit too soon. Mm-hmm. She wasn't quite ready. Mm. Almost a meltdown. Yep. We saved it though. Um, That's awesome. And it was exactly. good. And then she came out through the door, and, and everybody got to see her. But yeah, it was really cool good to have. She
2: had you by her side. Her,
0: well, I mean, I didn't do that much. <laughs> um, there was a lot of girls, and there was nothing for me to do when they were getting ready. It was kind of weird. I was like walking back and forth in circles and drinking a ton of coffee. <laughs> but I loved it. It was fun. Cool experience.
2: How come coffee?
0: Uh, Because that's what I drink all the time. Cool. I just I just need coffee in my blood. And I was
1: eating bagels too, lots of bagels.
0: Mm.
1: See, you were the dude in the room that uh, when I've when I've been a photographer in the room. Uh, when the girls are getting ready, there's always extra food. So Mm -hmm. there was one time specifically where I love Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is like my jam, right? And they had (laughs) Chick-fil-A in this room. I don't remember what wedding it was, but they had Chick-fil-A in the room. You know what it was? It was your cousin's wedding. So I photographed Melissa's cousin's wedding, and they had Chick-fil-A in the room, and everybody's just kind of like going over and taking one chicken nugget. Meanwhile, I got like a plate of chicken nuggets. Yum! Yum! Right? And I got the sauces. Love the chick fil I'm ready platter. for some fruit. <laughs> I'm ready for everything. And nobody's touching this. I felt like the fat kid in the room. Aww. Yeah. I'm not lying. Maybe
2: they were nervous. Yeah. although Is that chick- common? Well, those Chick-fil-A platters are so big. It probably just looked like not Nobody a lot was it. eaten. Yeah. Yeah. There's always leftovers of those Chick-fil-A platters.
1: Is that See, something, that's like wedding, a random you're, fun you're fact. You're eating a bunch of bagels and everybody was probably just having like a little quarter of a bagel. Oh.
0: Yeah, I had like two or three. Yeah. Mm, yeah.
2: Bagel sounds good. <laughs>
0: that's
2: really good. <laughs> now I want a bagel.
0: Um, what are your thoughts on first looks? Hmm. Are they awesome? I, I love them, but the, I'm biased because it saves me so much time later. Yeah. And it just, it, it removes so many variables later on in the evening.
2: Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, I like a, a nicely planned wedding, <laughs> if that makes sense. I think that is long. I've kind of gone back and forth on first looks, which I like better. We actually had one at our wedding, um, and that was really nice because we got a couple minutes just together, and that's why I like first looks. And I also like first looks because you're able to get so many of the photos out of the way. You can kind of, if somebody doesn't show up, a family member or something um, for the photos... You can kind of wait until after, so it definitely helps out with the schedule sometimes. The only time it's a little hard is when uh, the couple doesn't want a first look, but they only have about an hour in between the ceremony and the reception. So I'd say I it's I love first looks. I love it when they don't have first looks, but as long as there's time for photos. I think that's my favorite is when there's time <laughs> for photos um, because I've kind of, yeah, gone back and forth. You know, because when there's not a first look, um, it's very, there's not a lot of, everything's very scheduled. When there is a first look, a lot of times um, the day in the morning is a lot more casual. Um, There's a lot more of a laid back vibe.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um,
2: And things notoriously seem to just run late on those days where there's a first look. Because maybe they know they have that buffer. Um, But then we start to eat up that buffer and now we don't have as much time for photos for the first look, and that's kind of you know been some something that I've noticed over the last couple of years. That while first looks are great because we are able to take care of so many of the photos, and then that way if someone's forgotten, there's plenty of time for it later. But at the same time, it's usually more laid back bride I think that has the first look.
1: Yeah, I think we them. At least I, when I talk to people about first looks, it's always, a, you know, here are the positives and here are the negatives. Mm-hmm.
2: There's some for both.
1: There's drawbacks to everything, you know. So, um, that, and that's just a wedding day in general. Mm-hmm. And then that's wedding planning in general. And everything to do with weddings is like, hey, here are some really positive things. And here are some, you know, not so great things. And here's where you can make some really great strides. And here's some drawbacks. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of just anything to do with weddings, I think.
0: Melissa, you probably will know better than, than Dustin on this, but bustling. <laughs> can they practice bustling before? Like, like they after she gets dressed should. and everything, can they practice that it? That
2: is always quite a conundrum, and a lot of times the groom finds me, and he's like, you've seen this a million times. I'm like, I actually haven't. Like, I'm not always around for that portion. Um, the bustle is so difficult. Always, there's always something. It is going a on good there.
1: idea. They should practice. They right? should practice. They As, should practice after they the get bow, it on. the bow for the belt, yeah,
2: and the bustle.
0: At least work that into the timeline, also like a specific yes. bustling time. Because yeah. I had this suggestion. past year, I had two weddings in a row where we did the introductions and the bride came to her table and we had like a, a prayer or a speech right away. But rather than just sitting down and letting that happen. She had the girls come over and start bustling her standing oh no. up.
2: Oh, so While the prayer was going on. No,
0: we couldn't start the prayer because she was standing with girls under her dress. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and they couldn't figure it out. So it's like five minutes goes by and everybody's mm-hmm. just looking at me and I'm standing there with the guy get, like getting ready to do a prayer, and they're just like they're they're messing around under there and and they can't figure it out.
2: Bustles are tough. Yeah. Some of them are like a jigsaw puzzle. Like you can
0: color code them and put oh, A's yeah. and B's on them all you want, but yeah. In the moment, it seems like everybody just gets flustered.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always find that the best time to, to bustle is after everybody's begun eating. Because as right. a bride and groom, yeah, exactly. it's usually, you know. Although, your what about time the first to,
2: dance if they do uh, that? Well, a
1: lot, yeah, but in so a lot of instances. Does it need to be bustled before the first oh, dance? Oh, yeah, because
2: otherwise it's dragging and you're spinning oh. and it sort of creates a little knot.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've seen that. It's, for it's sure. not as pretty. Or like, it does is, it do
0: anything to the dress to, to bustle it, like, once before, just as a practice run? Like, like before the wedding so. day? I think
2: a lot of, um, I, I can't tell you how many times a day I say, don't worry, the dress will not, like, be harmed if you're touching it. Um, a lot of people think that it's, like, and obviously you want to treat it very carefully. You don't want to drink a glass of red wine around it. Um, but people forget it is just fabric. You know, you can move it around. You can hold it. You can touch it. Um, so people are kind of, you know, I've walked into a room where the dress is in a room all by itself, all fanned out, you know, pristine, perfect looking steamed a thousand times, Hmm. but you know, I've seen that a million times. I've seen a million wedding dresses. So this is the first time that, you know, they've done this. So I, I get it, but yeah, I think they definitely could practice long
0: story short. Like, dress companies should throw out, like, YouTube videos for each individual dress and send those in an email along. I agree. And then pass that to the maid of honor.
2: Let's get on it.
1: Beforehand, it's great. So, dress companies that are listening, YouTube videos. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think it's, um, you know, one other question that I had written down uh, before we started today was uh, the prep that goes into, you know, getting ready. It's like, you know, you talked a little bit today about. How you know the morning of buffer time and stuff like that. How do you but, get like ready days, to get ready? Yeah, getting ready to get ready. Like, mm-hmm. how is it that you know, where are some tips and tricks mm-hmm. for brides? Like, you know, like that my, getting ready portion. It's
2: like my grandfather used to clean before the cleaning lady came. Yeah. He'd like plan for like an hour. <laughs> He's, I'm like, Grandpa, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm getting organized for the cleaning ladies.
1: Okay. I, do that. okay, I do that. I mean, I get it. You know, you don't yeah. want your
2: stuff all over the yeah. place when people are mopping, but it's like that.
1: So, what are some you know, oh, some like tips, tips and, and tricks? tricks? Yeah.
2: Oh gosh. Hmm.
1: I'm really putting the pressure on here. I
2: know. Wish I had these questions before, so I could like. This is something not I put on the spot. I
0: always tell my brides and grooms, you have got to find time the day before to to relax. You just mm-hmm. have to unwind and just and stop like, let doing your everything. Brain stop. Because I thinking. like I, I planned my entire wedding, my wife picked out the flowers,
2: oh my gosh, that's but I so did the cool. whole
0: thing, and you know, I was going crazy that last week um, of the wedding, just getting all the little details, and then early that the morning before, I think it was like at ten or eleven, everything was done, mm-hmm. and I started to have a breakdown because I, I didn't know I was like I've been yeah. doing all this stuff, what do I do now? Yeah, and I, then that's when Wyatt, a uh, best lady who's I was the bridesmaid she she took me out for lunch. With her friends or with our friends, and I just kind of sat there, catatonic, like not talking, (laughs) just like what? What do I do? What do I do? Um, But you need downtime to get ready for it. You gotta prep.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's so many checklists out there too um, that brides and grooms can. It'll make you crazy. Well, but also like the day of, you know, look at all the or not the not the day before, but like two days before or something look at that list and then that way everything's kind of in its place um maybe you get the hotel room that you're staying in the night before an extra day just to get a little more prepared um because there's a lot of things to think about there's so many things like you know the flowers may get delivered to you and you know you have to have towels to dab them you know um the, where are the rings going to go after the photographer's done done with them? Um, you know, where's the veil going to go if you're not going to put it in, in until after the first look? Um, there's always the, what are they, the programs. Those are always sitting around. Um, there are so many things to think about. And it's hard to think about everything all of the time. And I definitely agree. Like, just let your brain turn off. You know, when, as we're, like, planning all this and making all these house arrangements and picking out flooring and stuff, I was losing it. And finally I said, you know what? I'm just going to turn it off for like 24 hours. I'm going to get on the bike. I'm going to have some exercise time. And that's when all the ideas just started coming to me naturally. You know, you kind of have to let your brain shut down a little bit, which is hard to do. You know, you're about to get married. It's totally expected that you're a little crazy feeling. Um, I forgot the question again. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Getting ready to get ready.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that's good
1: advice. I think that, um, you know, there is a lot to consider the the morning of a wedding as the girls are getting ready. I know I can speak from the guy's experience at least. You know, the guys don't necessarily want to pick out what music to listen to or, you know, um, they don't really care about detail kind of shot, you know, photographs and stuff. And, you know, they're not having a hair and makeup girl come over usually. I mean no judgments if you are, but that's not the way that it usually is. It's it's funny, Eric, I I tell everybody in uh, our consults, I, I tell people, you know, Melissa and I are all-day coverage, and it's not like, you know, we're the ones that are with you all day long versus... Uh, you know, a DJ. It's not like you have a, a DJ rolling around with a boombox on their shoulder, you know, like, um, you know, following you around in the morning or anything like I that. I mean, I'm, so. I'm open to it. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that to don't tell fun. Scott you had Extra idea. service. He's going yeah, to try to figure go. it out. Right. He's
2: going to be like, actually, I think we can make that happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you know, the, the, there's a, a quintessential difference between the girls and the guys, and that's why um, I think that it is interesting to, think about, you know, what do you have to prep to prep Mm -hmm. and, or, you know, how do you get ready to get ready? And so that's, um, it's an interesting dynamic for the girls versus the guys.
2: Well, there's some things you just can't plan for. Like, you know, where, where, what do you do with the rings? If, you know, I like to have the rings with the girls, but one of them has to get to the guys, at least if not both, you know, there's, Questions like that that come up that you really can't plan for everything. Something's
0: always going to happen. doesn't matter how much you plan. Something's oh, always yeah. going to happen. There's always going to be something that you forget. So oh, yeah. you almost have to plan that. Just be like, okay, something's going to happen. Yeah. And you can't freak out.
2: No. You have to plan for that. Plan for something.
0: <laughs> plan for something to go wrong. Even if it's something little, something's yeah. going to happen on your wedding day.
2: We had um, a, a bride once that... Luckily, there was a first look scheduled, and this is an opportunity where having that extra time where you know you're taking all of your photos before the wedding, and everything's planned before the wedding, so you have, like, three or four hours, Um, the bride put her dress on, and it was hemmed wrong, like, visibly wrong. It was almost crooked, like, there was too much fabric on the, I think, right side, and it was perfectly hemmed on the left side. It was like they they hemmed it as if it was the bustle or something, or the train was on the front of the dress or the side of the dress. Um, and her mom was, like, on it, like, white on rice, and found the seamstress somehow, because they weren't there. Um, and the seamstress actually had to come and redo the dress re- and fix the dress. Um, so sometimes you really can't plan for um, things, but... in a situation like that, thank goodness there was a first look schedule because we had several hours to kind of play with.
0: That that shouldn't happen though, right? Isn't there Um, like a last fitting?
2: (laughs) I mean, you'd be surprised. We had another bride who, um, yeah, there are fittings. Uh, We had a bride who I don't think you were there for this, but Um, She put her dress on and it just seemed wrong. Like It seemed as if... Because some brides get their bras sewn into the dress. It seemed as if the bra was sewn in in the wrong place. And she's like, you know, I had a question about this. And they said they'd take care of it. And maybe they didn't. But she put her dress on the day of her wedding. And it was just wrong. Like bulky, weird spots all over the place. And again, she had to call the seamstress that day. And the seamstress had to sew her into her dress. Like get all up in there while she was in the dress and fix it right on her. It was very intense.
1: I think that goes back to the point, like, uh, especially with the dress, I think I hear more often than not from you that a lot of brides, they treat it like some sort of like, you know, very, very delicate, you know, yeah like a glass doll, you know, and, um, you really shouldn't be afraid. I don't think, I think, I hope I'm giving good advice here, but you really shouldn't be afraid to, you know, put that on multiple times right. and, yeah. you know, make sure everything's great. And- oh my
2: gosh. My cousin, she had a, they called it a dress visit where she just went to go visit the dress. She like made a joke. She's like, am I supposed to bring flowers or something? Like, what do I do? <laughs> That's so weird. But I mean, but guess what? She tried the dress on probably 10 times, you know? Um, and the day of the wedding, it was perfect. You know, not a button out of place. So I mean, it may be annoying,
1: Is that due to the dress shop that you work with? I wonder if that's like, uh, you know, certain dress, you know, boutiques have a certain process that's different than other dress boutiques, you know, for the fitting schedule and everything. We'll have to get somebody from a dress boutique in there. Mm. Coming to you next few weeks.
2: I wonder, yeah, I have some ideas on that.
1: Oh, you're coming back? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I
2: mean, I don't know anything about dresses. <laughs> other than she's like, I'm
1: never coming back here again.
2: Other than just have a whiteout stick with you at all times.
1: <laughs> Your questions are too hard, Dustin.
2: <laughs> you're saying I'm saying that?
1: Yeah, I'm just messing around. Um, so, uh,
0: are we are we confident we can put a bow on on getting ready?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think so. I'll
0: That's probably very think, punny. I'll
2: probably think of more things. Oh yeah, like, I didn't even think oh. about that. Yeah. Well wow. how
0: about that? i um, think of
2: so much better. But it, it's
0: nice that we were talking about uh, bridal boutiques because guess what our one-star review this week is about. A one-star review? <laughs> the bridal uh, boutique. Oh. You have did, it did Dustin months, not what, tell you
2: about this? Like, tickled on the topic, but I didn't really understand. I didn't want to ruin
1: it.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That's really yeah. good that we've, we've been doing this for like a month and you didn't tell her this at all. We're well, still... I've
1: been trying to keep it because I knew she was coming on. I, I didn't want to ruin it. So you can go ahead and explain That's it. That's like, awesome. Yeah. So
0: every episode mm-hmm. I go on Yelp. Okay. I pick some area of wedding vending.
2: That's so cool. And
0: a different city and we grab a a one star review.
2: Oh, I love that. Okay. And we read it wow. and we
0: talk about it and
2: Okay. So from a different city. Okay. So yes. I'm like wait a minute. <laughs> so
0: this week I looked at uh Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. I don't say the name of the business, okay, or the owner's name. I got it blacked out here. His copy is heavily redacted. Yeah, <laughs> um, give me give me a woman's name.
2: Caroline.
0: Caroline. So Caroline will be the owner. Give me one more woman's name. Margaret. Margaret will be the person that this person liked. This is like Mad Libs. Mm-hmm. Margaret. I know I want more. <laughs> All right. So this is from a bridal boutique in Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Oh, how I wish I had found the dress of my dreams somewhere else. Let me start by saying I only came to Caroline's since my mother-in-law had found a dress on Pinterest and I fell in love and had to find it and try it on. Unfortunately, only two stores in the state had it at that time, either Ann Arbor or Warren. As Ann Arbor was a bit too far of a hike, I decided on trying it on at Caroline's. Big mistake. (gasps) The initial consultation was the only good experience I had here. As I type this, I'm 5 days away from my wedding and there are major things that are still not completed on the dress oh. due to their mistakes and contradicting themselves. Purchasing the dress with Margaret was great, but if you decide to purchase here when the dress comes in, take your dress elsewhere for alterations. Oh, that's they terrible. will get you in and out as fast as they can and lie about everything. <gasps> this is what you were talking about earlier, about mm-hmm. not feeling special. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. Some, some places are like little wedding factories.
0: Don't get me started on the owner, Caroline, who is a rude, condescending, overbearing witch. Whoa. Do not talk down to me like I am an uneducated child when I ask a question about an alteration term. I am simply asking a question so I can understand your suggestion. And so now what I'm paying, oh, and so I know what I'm paying for. She originally insisted on sewing the additional cups into the strapless bra of mine, which I told her I would think about, which in her mind she assumed I said yes. She called out to me from the back of the store demanding that bra, which I was wearing and the only one I had with me at the time, embarrassing me in front of several of their customers. After I had agreed to sewing the cups into the bra, at the next appointment I discovered that they were sewn into the dress. When I inquired about it and pointed out that I had a huge gap down my dress and it was uncomfortable, I was rudely told that she did not care about my comfort, that she only cared about how I look. Apparently, she must must care only about her reputation rather than a happy and satisfied customer, which currently I am neither. At this last fitting, coming to find out the small swag sleeves, I don't know what that means, that I wanted were done in the wrong color, again... They did pure white instead of soft ivory cream. And instead of admitting their mistake, they lied to me as to where my dress was, saying it was in storage. This whole experience with them has been a massive headache, not helping my nerves at all. Mind you, I was never once issued an apology. I cannot wait until Wednesday to pick up my dress and never have to deal with this place again. If you decide to make an appointment there, make sure it is with Margaret, If you happen to find the dress of your dreams, see if other salons carry it in order elsewhere. Save yourself the headache and anxiety.
2: Holy moly.
1: Can I just say, uh, just from one humble man's opinion, that um, I don't know if it's common to, I mean, it must be common, because I've heard this a few times, where brides will see a dress and then go and find that dress Versus going to a dress, you know, type boutique, and you know, trying on a myriad of different dresses. And I know from my own groom's experience that Melissa went through a, s- several dresses before she <laughs> found the right one. I'll let her explain that in a minute, but
2: no, no need. <laughs>
1: um, I'll I'll leave it at that. But I find it a little bit more compelling to go to somewhere and try on dresses so that you get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. just feel like that, that sounds like so logical to me. Mm-hmm. But maybe for other people it would be, you know, you fall well, in love with the, the image of something.
2: Well, t- the thing, too, that is really hard to explain to a bride, and it's kind of like having kids or buying your first home or getting married. You really don't know what it's like until you've done it. Um, so... I think that is so sad that that happened to that poor girl. Um, And the whole like just educating yourself, reading the reviews, um, you know, asking friends. I think that the biggest compliment is when we get so many of our past couples referring us um, to other brides because they've actually worked with us. They've seen it. They've felt it. They've heard it. Um, You know, it's... Yeah, but, you know, if you've never been there, and maybe what if you're the first of your friends to get married, Um, you kind of are learning on your own. Um, It's so hard. It's so much to take in, and there's so much. But that's terrible. But, yeah, I definitely agree that it does seem logical to, like, go try on all of the dresses. But, you know, even I, like, you know, you were kind of teasing me a little, but I did try on all the dresses, and I had one dress in my mind, and I bought it, and then... Like, two days later, I'm like, what the heck was I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) And then that happened one more time. And then we finally ended up with a dress that I still was like, eh, it's okay. But um, it's hard to buy a dress. (laughs) I applaud all the girls that are just so smart going into planning their wedding. Those, like, borderline type A personalities, those are the girls that know what's going on. (laughs) Otherwise, it's just hard.
0: And I know some people are, are hoping that we have a response to this uh, review because of the last couple we ha- we've had responses. No response here. Um, this business would have their work cut out for us, for them, uh, if they were, were responding to negative reviews. They have 28 reviews on Yelp. Guess how many one-star reviews they have. Five?
2: 28.
0: 11. They have 11 <laughs> one-star reviews. That's a lot.
2: That is too much. That's
0: hard to find. I can't
2: believe that a business actually doesn't care enough to let that continue. Like, they must just not care. Or they must... That's the whole thing with some of the industry I've experienced, is they just are... They think they are, like, God's gift to the wedding industry.
1: What strikes me different on this review is that it has a different tone as to the level of communication that happened... Uh, in the client experience, mm-hmm. it was so different, you know, from past one-star reviews that we've heard. This seemed like commun- the communication was just, uh, as the review stated, the the image of the business was more important, and it was, uh, you know, I don't care kind of. And it, I I haven't I don't think that we've I've heard in any of the other one-star reviews that somebody has so blatantly said. You know, I don't care, you know, in that kind of fashion. No, usually they just don't respond to anything. Right.
0: And then when they do, (laughs) you know, respond to the review, eventually they just ignore everything that that was complained about.
2: I have heard some stories about bridal boutiques, like people just not being treated right and just acting as if, you know, I kind of had a similar situation, but... Not to that extreme, but where the owner just is like, you know, this is my shop, and this is how I run things, and if you don't like it, get out. Um, You know, I definitely don't believe in that sort of business strategy. Um, Seems like
0: the soup Nazi model.
2: (laughs) Yes. No soup for you. No dress for you. Something like that.
1: Can I circle this review back up to our topic real quick? Do it. So, Melissa, I have one last question for you. Oh okay. Um, if you were to hear about this experience, or a lot of other uh, brides that have similar experiences with their uh, dress in general, what would be a, uh, a piece of advice you could give uh, your fellow uh, brides that are that are going through this or have gone through this uh, experience that uh, might kind of take the pain away from the dress experience and still make sure that they have a really great wedding day.
2: Are you speaking to me as like a vendor or if I'm a bridesmaid
0: or Yeah, as a, so like, like in, a friend? in this girl's case, she mm-hmm. was she hasn't gotten married yet. Mm-hmm. So how how does she get over that and actually enjoy her wedding? Exactly.
2: Day? Mm. Um well, I mean she definitely said she can't wait to get the dress and be done with it. Um, if I were her friend, I would say, you know, do anything you can to get the dress, even if it's not done, you know, throw some money at the problem and have someone else help you. Um, yeah, go
0: get the dress now, yeah. wherever they are Don't in wait fixing another second.
2: it. I mean, you maybe waited too long. I would have told her months before, like, if you're having problems now, you know, we, we got to nip this also, in the, bud, in the this, bud,
0: whatever. She's incredibly brave for posting a review like this. Mm-hmm. With her wedding dress not picked up right? five days before her I know. wedding.
2: But at that point, she probably doesn't even care.
0: I need another review from her to see.
2: Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. I know.
2: And it, 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 How did although, that end
1: up working out in the end, basically, I know. right?
2: Like, we want to follow-up. Yeah. Is there any way to contact her?
0: <laughs> like, I mean, can you message people on, on here? I can try. Maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: the results to follow in a, in a further episode. And,
2: you know, for being so upset, she was pretty articulate. You know, she was able to, it wasn't just, I am so angry. These people are awful. I hate them. They all need to, you know, burn. But instead she was basically just saying to future people, to future brides, just please save yourself the headache. Um, but, yeah, I hope she snagged that thing oh, man, and got you, out of there. Oh, man, you can
0: message someone on here. Uh oh! Oh, this adds uh-huh. a whole new level to it.
2: Yeah. Ooh! Our one-star dun- reviews
1: just got kicked up a notch. Oh boy! Say
2: so, hey, we're you're i to start on, working on, on these <laughs> sooner than the day before. <laughs> I'd just love to see the what you write to her. Like, <laughs> hey, um, we're getting a podcast llegchin'. from, of... from Cleveland, Ohio, and um, I just wanted to follow up and see how that went, how that all worked out. Um, but oh my gosh, one of my best friends got married, and she had a horrible experience with her her seamstress. Actually, a couple, several vendors at her wedding. Um, I wasn't in the industry long enough to tell her about you guys, by the way. Um, hmm. But she um, had a horrible experience with her dress, and she had some serious malfunctions um, throughout the night. And um, it's like one Wardrobe of the... Wardrobe malfunctions. Janet Jackson
0: malfunctions?
2: A little bit. Something like that. And, um... She, um, it's still one of the things she talks about the most, oh. you know, which is really sad. Yeah, it's terrible. Of course, her photographer didn't make her any more happy, um, because it was the whole situation where like you see one thing on their website and they deliver another. Um, but yeah, and it's like one of the things she talks about is the seamstress kind of messed, messed her wedding dress up, and that's really sad. And that's the things you remember, you know, that's what you're talking about, you know, five years later. Um, Yeah, and that
0: sometimes that comes out of the person too. Sometimes you just gotta kind of let that let
2: it go.
0: Yeah, just let it go. You're you're with people, and at least you're having fun. Hopefully, they had fun. If it was a fun wedding and they had a good DJ, you said there was other vendor problems, but oh, they had fun. (laughs) They had fun.
2: It was quite an exciting evening. We're still talking about all the rest of it, but (laughs) came up in conversation on New Year's actually.
0: So we're talking about. Um, other vendors. Um next week's topic, uh, we want to get your take on it, Melissa, mm-hmm. is the power of collaboration. Mm. First first thoughts on that. Cheers what do you think? That? That?
2: I think let's make it happen. It's like the good old saying, Teamwork is the dream work. It is so true. Um, if I had it my way, I would work with like the same like vendors. Obviously, I know that's not realistic to work with the same vendors <laughs> at every wedding. Um, but luckily, we've gotten in a point in our business where we work with a lot of the similar. Um, and it's just so awesome when everybody can kind of pull together and do their jobs effectively and support the bride and groom in providing an awesome experience. Yeah.
0: That's And that's the best part about doing this for so long, mm-hmm. is that you get to that level where you're just working with, I mean, 90% of the time, you're working with awesome people. Yes. And it's, it's really cool when everything comes together.
2: It really is. It really is. And, yeah, no, I think that's an awesome topic.
0: And that, I mean, that helps out a lot with getting ready. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of stress away from the bride and the groom.
2: Oh, yeah. Definitely. No, and I think that the whole expectation thing is set when you work with people a lot. Um, you know, when I walk into a room and see a makeup artist I've worked with several times, I'm like, oh, girl hello. You know, we know it's going to be a good day. We know we're all going to get along and things are going to be great. We're going to respect each other. Um, and yeah, like I said, in the end we can all do our jobs effectively and we don't have to be worrying about other things that don't apply to us. Um,
1: I just realized there's never a time where the hair and makeup artists meet the DJ, for instance. Mm. Yeah, very rarely. Because it's, it's, and that's, it's interesting because collaboration is kind of pieced together throughout the day. I didn't really think it's about like that It's like a Venn diagram of collaboration, Right, exactly. Well, it's
2: like people always ask, like, do you have any cake recommendations? I'm like, I eat the cake, but I never see who makes it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so kind of similar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A good cake analogy is is a, a great way to top off a show, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm, my mouth is watering just thinking yeah.
0: about my favorite. I now we need cake. cake. Thanks, Melissa. Oh, man. There's one old donut in the kitchen, then.
2: An old donut, yeah, not worth it. It's like three days old. Dustin and I'll look at each other sometimes and we'll be like, Is it worth it? And if he says no, I won't eat I won't eat it.
1: It's an often often uh times we, we do
0: talk about cake. I was just and thinking, bread. thinking about a, a magnet on my mom's refrigerator. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's just a pair of lips and it says on it, Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels.
1: Ah. <laughs> Clever I
2: mean, Amen. Preach to that.
0: So now will be the time that we get feedback uh, from you guys. Obviously, we haven't, uh, we're not live, we're not posting these live, so no feedback yet. But Melissa, I know you've been getting pictures of the studio and stuff, Mm -hmm. and you've been hearing stuff from Dustin.
2: Definitely. What
0: did you think? Is it everything that you you dreamed it was going to be?
2: I think it's better. I think it's much better. You guys are...
1: I downplay it quite a bit. No.
2: <laughs> I mean, I just know that you guys get a lot of enjoyment out of this, and I just think it's so cool that it's happening back to when we were kind of all toying around with an idea. Yeah, it was just a at, a, at, at a wedding, um, just complaining at about stuff. Yeah. We were just talking about stuff. Like, you know, we should we should spread the message, you know? So, yeah, I think that you guys totally got it to where it could be, and you guys are going to kick butt. You got pretty legit setup here you guys you guys can't see it but i don't know what a studio is supposed to look like but i think this is it this is what a
0: cool might be a little is. echoey in here i don't know if we put up some dampeners and might well like it's, stuff, it's no
2: it's not worse than our car facebook live setup so i mean
0: mark Marin's in his garage right
1: what's right yeah
2: see <laughs> we gotta work on it's our a little setup sound
1: baffling and we're good to go, you go.
2: To us, we gotta work on our setup this year for facebook yeah, that's lives true Tomorrow's our first wedding of 2018.
1: I didn't think about that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yep. We need a we need some sound.
1: And it's on the coldest day of the year. <laughs> During the what are they calling this? A polar. Uh, it's a cyclone. A, a bomb. A bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone. Is that worse
2: than the polar vortex last year? Yeah, that's
1: what I think. So, yeah, I think, so. yeah, I, think yeah.
0: Like it, I think it's just colder.
2: Oh. Because okay. the polar
0: vortex was snow, right?
2: I don't know. I think it was like it's. That was it, two
1: years ago, wasn't it? Maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't know.
2: It just reminded me of that movie. It all
1: meshes together.
2: Where, like everybody had to oh go yeah the day af-
1: the day after, after tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah that's right
0: um so now is the point where we come up with a hashtag for you guys to use if if you're talking about the the episode did you tell her about this
2: no no that's There's a hashtag situation that is
1: one thing that I will tell you I was absolutely <laughs> never going to even mention because that is supposed to be completely candid whoa yep I do
2: not. I did not know there was going to be a hashtag situation. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Can we try be? and. Uh, well, oh,
1: we think about you know as
0: we're as we're talking we, well Dustin and I will think about a hashtag if it comes up something that relates to what what we're talking about. I wrote one down. Dustin, did you get anything?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Do you want me to go? You go first this week. I went first last week.
0: I feel like you maybe you wrote down the same one I did. It was early on. Okay. It's hashtag eat a sandwich. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's... That's a that's, good one. That's a good one. No, I, yeah, that's... Uh, I think that might be better than mine. I wrote down two. Uh, well, I, I wrote down one, and I, I thought of the other one as we were talking about cake. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> cake inspires all.
1: Yeah, cake really does inspire a whole lot, especially a hashtag. Uh, cake for breakfast was uh, the cake reference. That's, oh, yeah. that's
2: a Kate Spade quote.
1: Yeah, that's um, I have a hashtag towel. cake for breakfast. I have a
2: towel that says that.
1: Um and then uh I'm the uh the, the other one that I, uh had uh was um details make the dream work uh because there's so much in the morning time where um it's all about details. It wasn't my finest hashtag, but
0: That's right. Hey if anybody wants to use any of the hashtags, we're just happy that you're talking about the podcast. I well, just Melissa, thought of, Melissa, how
2: how about piece of you? advice.
0: Oh go ahead. go for it. <laughs>
2: Something that Dustin always says is for the bride to go in the middle for hair and makeup. You don't want to go first because then you're spending another hour or two just waiting around. And you don't want to be last because then if you're running late, the end. Hashtag blissful chaos. We'll
0: edit that out and then we'll drop it.
2: Oh, I like that. I like that. No,
0: I'm not actually going to do that. Oh, Uh -oh. okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we're getting real technical here.
2: Hashtag blissful chaos.
0: There you go. So plugs, Uh, the bearded bride on everything. Hit us up at at Gmail the bearded bride. We got a website at this point. Um, Melissa, how can we follow you?
2: Um, at Mel underscore ordp. And what's that on? Insta.
0: Anything? You were talking about Snapchat. You want to? You get your Snapchat out there.
2: I'm not. I'm. I need. Why isn't anybody doing Snapchat? I need to take a poll because. I don't know why. Well, I, uh, ever
0: since the Instagram stories, the uh, Snapchat has really fallen off.
2: Yeah, probably. Did um, Who bought Snapchat? Who owns Snapchat right Snapchat now? Snapchat has not been bought
1: yet. Zuckerberg, no. there's no. some
2: interest in it. I was listening to a podcast yesterday about it. That was uh, it.
1: a number of years ago, yeah. Oh, okay, maybe it was an old podcast. It was an old podcast. Because <laughs> they bought Instagram. Yeah, they bought yes. Instagram yes. to compete with things like Snapchat.
2: Um, I, I actually asked a few people who they use more, and a lot of people still use Snapchat, but... I don't know. I, I get like my Instagram news more. on Snapchat. Really? Is that that's weird? A good yeah. idea. I do too. It's a great I way to get news. so yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah i I am a, a totally like I think on the borderline of being a millennial, but I am such a millennial in a in a sense that it's a I can't just like.
0: Well, re- you wouldn't. Watch yeah, that's uh There's a. That's a. Jeez, can't talk. Zennial.
2: A zenial. Oh. So Is that what it's called?
0: generation X millennial like. You didn't grow up like with all the stuff like right, when you were younger, right. but you're so, like
2: I kind. Of, but it like, came
0: out when you were still, young. you know, able and you know it. So. I had a pager. Yeah, I had a pager too. It was pretty awesome. Like it was like seventy dollars a month.
2: Yeah, mine was turquoise. <laughs> I think I, I
0: got turquoise. a total of three pages.
2: <laughs> I got some mean ones once. I was oh. sad. I cried because you don't really know who they're coming from. Yeah, you know. I hated high school. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want to follow me, I am the bearded DJ on everything except for Snapchat. It's just the bearded DJ and yeah.
1: Dustin, and I am Dustin underscore ordp on Instagram. We
2: got to work on your Instagram though.
1: I do. It's been a while, um, but uh, I I devote my energy to. I wonder what people Bride, want so. to
2: see from you. You should take a poll. Like, what do people want to see from you on Instagram?
1: I will pull that this. Maybe week. Maybe it's the puppies. I, I, our puppies are pretty, pretty popular. They're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, and with that said, this is um, the best podcast ever.
2: Woohoo! Right? Yeah. I think so. That's going to be no, our our sign off. Only one I've ever. Best one yet. Mm-hmm. Only one I've ever spoken on, but I think it is the best. And we'll you can
1: live vicariously here be the all best. the time.
2: I'm gonna just sit in the corner and watch. We awkwardly. can skip you in.
0: <laughs> you can just watch on on my computer. I'll
2: just get like a step outside once it gets warm.
0: All right, guys. That's it. Bye.
1: Bye.